We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice, your guys, Cody and Derek. And guys, we are going to be discussing the 11 candidates as it stands right now, as we record on a Monday night. The Colts have either interviewed or submitted requests to interview 11 different coaches, nine guys outside of the building, two guys within their own building, those two guys being Bubba Ventrone and Jeff Saturday. So what we are going to do in this episode, guys, before the Colts inevitably probably put up some more uh, coaching requests in the coming days and weeks, we're going to rank, in our opinion, and we'll probably have an updated list as we get a little bit closer and further down the line and we get like the full list of candidates. But right now we're going to rank from 11 to 1 our interest and our thoughts on those guys. And I know we've both put out different lists, so we have different guys in different ways. We'll explain why we do We'll start with 11. We'll start with the guy that we would least like to see with the Colts. Who would that be for you, Derek? Um, For me, this is the only guy on the list so far that is outside the organization that I would not have over Bubba Ventrone or Jeff Saturday at this point. And that's Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn. Uh, I know you're a little higher on him than me, just a little bit, but... I I do not want Aaron Glenn in this building. Um, I know that people have a lot of respect for Aaron Glenn and consider him a really good defensive mastermind, but it, it's no question that the Lions defense this last year was the worst defense in the NFL from a yardage standpoint. Uh, it was the biggest reason why the, the Lions were not a playoff team this last year is because they were given up at one point were given up 35 points a game. So clearly I know that they don't have a ton of overall talent right now and they're a really young defense, but it was still the worst defense in the NFL. Another defensive mind would have a better chance right now. And of all the guys we have interviewed or requested to interview so far of all the defensive guys, is the last defensive guy that I would want in the building right now as the head coach. So Aaron Glenn's my 11. Okay. My 11 is Jeff Saturday. Uh, one in seven record speaks for itself. Uh, I don't want him in the head coaching role. To me, this is a worst case scenario. Like 
no thank you, Jeff. Appreciate what you did, but I just haven't really been a fan, Derek, of how he's conducted himself the last you know few weeks in in terms of doesn't seem like there's accountability even coming from him anymore. You know, when it came to some of the th- excuses he was throwing out there, and just wasn't a great look for him in general, and just. Yeah, the team, while, you know, players love him, it just like, to me, this is a worst case scenario where Jim Irsay is definitely meddling, definitely doing things he shouldn't be doing. And honestly, this could set the franchise back. Like, I really just, I would rather have, in my opinion, a guy that didn't have, you know, a, a good defense, but has some coaching experience. Like, that's to the point where I'm at with Saturday. And so, yeah, to me, it, it's very like, you know, I think we have, I'm sure we have about the same there for, for 11 and 10 because my 10 is then him as well. Right. So I, I totally understand Aaron Glenn, not a really a name that's uh, a whole lot of people are getting super excited about. I do wonder if it's just like the Colts have said, we're going to cast a wide net and that's how wide it gets because the Lions were doing a lot of awesome things this last year. And so maybe they're just like, Hey, well, we want to see both these coordinators and just get an interview with both these guys. But yeah, neither of these guys impressed me. This would be the two weakest candidates in my opinion. And uh, two guys that really, I don't think their track record warrants them even getting consideration for this job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my number 10, when it comes to the rest of this group, uh, that's going to be Jeff Saturday for me. Um, and like you said from a bunch of things before, uh, Jeff Saturday doesn't have the pedigree to really be a head coach at the moment. Um, he gets along with the guys. He respects people. He gets uh, he gets a lot out of his players. But the problem is he's still not great at managing the game, and he's not good at, at uh, understanding you know play calls. So that's a situation where we just need more. So uh, I'm not looking into, you know, having Jeff Saturday back at number 10. But like I said, I'd rather have him than Aaron Glenn at this moment. And I would not because of the literally no experience compared to Glenn has some experience. So that would be for me the tipping point. Yeah, I got you. Cool. Let's move on to number nine. Who you got? Uh, Bubba Ventrone here at number nine for me. Um, I I like Bubba. Um. I, I obviously the respect of of everyone in the building uh, is there for Bubba Ventrone. Everyone loves him, and clearly, like when it comes to a special teams unit, you know he has had that unit on lockdown for the last five years. I mean, this cold special teams unit always seems to be one of the best units in the NFL when it comes to doing its job, which is always a good thing. It lets you know that the coach is on top of things, but. Again, going back to the same argument with the Jeff Saturday situation, I don't know. Like again, a being uh having respect from the players is only going to get you so far. I don't know what Bubba Ventrone offers to running a team in general, right? Like I just don't know what he would offer in that regard. So that's why I have him so far down here. Is again, a lot of guys can have respect. Uh, to get respect from the players. That's not that hard in today's league to do that. So, you know, if that's all you have coming into it, then it, it's still going to be low on my list here. So number nine, Bubba Ventrone. All right. So this was going to be controversial, but for me, number nine is Eric Bieniemy, And for the simple reason, I know I'm going to get some pushback on this, which is totally fine. Colts fans are going to hate you. I know. 
<laughs> I know they are, but I just don't get a good feeling about if you were to hire Eric Bieniemy. I just don't. I mean, how often, Derek? I mean, you see guys already like teams that are having success on offense. Some of these guys are going to be head coaches in a couple of years, if not this year. But like Eric Bieniemy's had opportunities but he's never gotten a head coaching job, you know? And for me, it's just like something just doesn't add up, right? He still shouldn't be at this spot where he is. And so I don't know what it is. You know, you can't argue with the success the Chiefs have on offense, but how much of that is Andy Reid? We know what a genius he is, one of the best coaches of all time, you know, and Patrick Mahomes, who's probably the best quarterback in the league. So, like, how much of that is enemy versus how much of that is the brilliance of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes? That's my kind of question. I know there's been some concerns about, you know, some character concerns and fighting with some guys in the locker room. I just, I want to steer clear of all that stuff. I don't even want to like think about that kind of stuff. I want a guy that's going to hold people accountable, but not a guy that's going to isolate players and, you know, potentially hurt this locker room. This locker room is already in a fragile place right now. And I just don't think for me personally, Eric Bieniemy does it for me. Yeah. Uh, it'll be very interesting with, Eric Bieniemy, and I'll talk with him uh, a little bit further down my list. But yeah, I mean, I, I will say this on the one aspect that you have with Eric Bieniemy is, you know, I was talking with my friend about this the other day. We've talked about it several times uh, since like the end of the seasons come around, and we keep bringing up Eric Bieniemy's name every year, right? Like literally over the last five years, Eric Bieniemy's name keeps coming up in the coaching candidate cycle every year, and. Yeah. People wonder, like, why is he Why is he not a, a head coach yet? Why is he not a head coach yet? Like, guys, how many interviews has he had at this point and he doesn't have a job yet? Like, it makes me wonder, like, is it yep. really because people don't want him as a head coach? Is it really because the system is rigged? Or is it simply maybe because he's not a good interview? I mean, maybe he's not. I mean, that, that, that could be very simple with that. And yeah. like you said, when it comes to the, you know, the coattails of Andy Reed, right? I mean, that's the, that's the big thing here. The enemy doesn't call plays, you know, Andy Reed does that. And Andy Reed's the offensive genius. And, you know, because of, you know, Patrick Mahomes being in that system the last four years, I mean, no question that the chiefs are unstoppable you know, I mean, and we saw earlier in the year when, you know, the enemy was having, uh, you know, was having issues with Patrick Mahomes uh, going into halftime of the Colts game. Uh, we saw those two jawing at each other a little bit. You know, I mean, there's people that have said that the enemy rubs people the wrong way. So that doesn't surprise me why he may not be a head coach right now. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I just get a weird feeling from him, so I'm just going to steer clear of that. So that's why I'd put him there. But for number eight, Derek, who who is your number eight guy and why? Uh, number eight, I have Ierro Ivero, uh, the defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos. The only reason I have him down here so far is because, again, I don't know what his um, – outlook will look like when it comes to leading this team no doubt that he has taken this defense for the Denver Broncos and has really made them shine this year uh in spite of the fact of the Denver Broncos having the second worst offense in the NFL this year so um it'll be very interesting to see where he ends up and I just don't know what to expect if I were him 
So I would just leave him at number eight, even though I wouldn't be totally upset if the Colts were to go this route. I still would like to go some other options here, though. Okay. For me, I've got to go Bubba Ventrone at eight. I mean, for the reasons that you said, right? I mean, I don't know. I just I, I feel like you need to go get an outside guy who has some experience with the offense and def- or defense. Uh, just a guy that can, like, you know, a guy that's very smart schematically. Like, not that Bubba isn't, but, like, how much, do, you know, do you trust him to find guys, to find assistance, to find, the, you know, those things? I trust other guys ahead of this list to get those guys, even if Bubba's not going to be the guy that's, you know, calling plays or anything like that. Like, I think for me, it's like, I feel like there's other guys on this list that are going to bring in more high quality guys and probably Bubba can find if I'm being completely honest. So uh, I love Bubba. I think he's great. I hope, and I don't know if it's going to happen, but it'd be awesome to have him back as special teams coordinator this next year. Cause he's done a fantastic job with that unit. Um, but you know, saying that it's like, I just don't think for head coach, I'm glad they're giving him an interview, but like, I don't know. I just think there's some more appealing options to me personally. So that's why I have him so far down the list here. But for number seven, Derek, who do you have for number seven? Uh, Wink Martindale, uh, the defense coordinator for the Giants. Uh, Wink has definitely had his fair share of uh, great scenarios that he's come into. He has really uh, solidified that defense for the Giants. It has not been anything amazing Cody, but it has done really well for the kind of roster that it has right now. Uh, He has done a really great job and he knows a lot of people within the league and has coached a lot of players in this league. So he really knows how to, you know, game plan around people, right? Like we know he knows uh, Lamar Jackson really well, you know, was with the Ravens at one point. So, you know, he knows and understands how to guard guys like Lamar Jackson, you know, those kinds of situations. And that I could only imagine, you know, with a guy like that who would have a much better defensive roster with Indianapolis than what he does with the Giants right now. I could only imagine you know, what Wink Martindale would be able to do with this group. But yeah, still again at number seven, just so low because again, defensive minded coach, I question what he would be able to do offensively. So that's why uh, Martindale for me is going to be at number seven. Yeah. He's been a guy that's been in the league for, you know, years, decades. Um, For me though, personally, what I'm looking for in a head coach I want like a new, fresh perspective. You know what I mean? Like I want a new guy that maybe doesn't have like head coaching experience necessarily, but like is exciting. I want an exciting prospect who, you know, could take this team to another level. And um, I think Wink, as great as he is, I think he's a very qualified candidate for sure. Um, But I think just, you know, you kind of know what you have with him a little bit more. Whereas some of these other guys, you don't know. And I think for me, that excitement of the unknown is why I'd kind of have him down here on the list. I have the same here at number seven, Wink Martindale. Um, I think he's done a good job with the Giants defense, certainly. But I just think there's some other guys that personally excite me a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So, yeah, number seven, absolutely. Number six for me, uh, I'm going to go Raheem Morris here. I was half tempted to put him at five. Uh, I originally did, but uh, number six here for Raheem Morris, 
defensive coordinator for the Rams, a guy that definitely knows his stuff, has been a coach, a head coach in this league before. Uh, it, not a ton of experience, though, in that regard, because when he did coach, it was like 10 years ago, and he was extremely young at that time. So one of those situations where, yes, it was an experience, but it wasn't a great experience. And I think some people want to, uh, you know, use that against him because he was really young at that time. But again, I think Raheem Morris, knowing now that he feels comfortable going into this kind of situation, I think he learns a lot more. And I've seen a lot of guys in the media really rave about Raheem Morris, the person that he is and the smart minded guy that he is. Again, just the only reason he's that low for me is again, defensive oriented. I'm not a hundred percent positive on what he would be willing to do, but I know a little bit more about Raheem Morris, the person and the coach that he is. I feel he'd be able to galvanize a group much better in this regard. Uh, so that's why I would definitely go Raheem Morris here at number six. Okay. Number six for me, um, is a guy that I think personally you put way too low on this list. Um, um, and that is elite. I can't even say his name. Ajiro Evero, uh, Denver defensive coordinator, because I think considering you got rid of Bradley Chubb halfway through the season and your defense still was the bright spot. The reason why you're in a lot of these games, it kind of gave me similar vibes to Gus Bradley, right. And in Indianapolis where it's like, you know, this guy was doing all that he could uh, to to do what he could, you know, with his Denver team, and I thought, all things considered, he did a great job, um, you know, getting this defense and and getting everything good to go, and and giving the Denver Broncos, frankly, giving them a chance and an opportunity in some games. It's unfortunate their offense for most of the season was in a catatonic stake, but yeah, I, I think he's definitely a qualified candidate. I was excited the Colts, you know, gave him an interview, and and I would be perfectly fine if they decided to go this route. You know, the reason why for me he's at six is because there's a couple other guys personally that I think have done a little bit better job with their situations. And so I would probably go a little bit more lean towards some of those guys who excite me a little bit more in terms of that department. So number five for you, Derek, Um, I see it here and I strongly disagree with it, but (laughs) I will let you explain. Yeah, I I'm going with Eric B here at number five. Again, offensive minded guy who has been around the league for a long time. Uh, I was half tempted to put him down a little bit further on this list uh, because of what you and I talked about before, you know, there he's been around the league a long time, has had a lot of interviews and doesn't have a job yet. Um, I and another funny thing I was telling my uh, my buddy was trying to explain to me another thing. Uh, love him to death. I mean, he definitely understands coaching and who uh, is, gets hired a lot better than I do. Sometimes he actually does pretty decent with it about who will go where. But this one really threw me off. This is a wild idea. He says, uh, like maybe he like wants to keep going back to Kansas City to kind of. Uh, like maybe boost up a resume sort of thing. And I'm like, dude, this isn't, this isn't like a high school job application. This is not boost up an application. What do you mean? Like this isn't, this isn't like Patrick Mahomes trying to, um, 
build up his resume for the Hall of Fame. There, there's it, it accomplishes nothing for you staying in the same system for five years. That same system still succeeding for five years. And you, even if you win three or four Super Bowls in the time with Patrick Mahomes and you still year in and year out, keep coming back to the same place, even though you still don't are getting interviews, that doesn't do anything for you. There is no resume. There's no resume builder. Eric B. Enemy's name speaks for itself. He has been a part of the Chiefs organization for several years. And ever since he has been there, that Chiefs organization has always been a really solid offense, and if not the best offense in football for many of those years. Uh, right. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes all vouch for him, say he's he's a vital part in how this offense gets moving. A lot again, we make the argument that maybe it's not as good as I mean, people say that for their coaches all the time. Uh, that might not actually be true. They're just talking him up. We've seen Frank Reich do this with several of our coaches before when they didn't do their jobs very well, but Frank Reich was trying to do his due diligence, trying to help them out. Uh, that's kind of how it was. And maybe that's the same way for Eric Bieniemy. But at the end of the day, Eric Bieniemy's name is still there. He, he's still a guy that offensively, you have to respect it. And because Cody were in a situation where the offense matters the most right now for the Indianapolis Colts, trying to figure something out offensively. That's where I feel the biggest weight is for Eric Bieniemy's being this high. So that's my number five. Who do you have at number five? For number five, for me, um, and this is where like I feel like I'd be very comfortable with any of these guys in the top five. For me, Ricky Morris mm -hmm. is my number five. For the reasons you already stated, I feel like he was kind of given the raw end of the deal. His last opportunity as a head coach, he was kind of just like told like, hey, we're going to do all these things for you. And it kind of felt like his, his hands were tied in certain ways. I believe that was in Tampa a number of years ago. And it just... It just never felt like he got a fair shot at it. So um, I would be perfectly fine with him um, as a head coach. He's had some experience before, so he know what, knows what it takes. He's probably learned a ton from that time. And uh, so I would be perfectly fine with him at number five. Um, and really, like any of these guys, I'd be pretty happy with within my top five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Raheem definitely is a good one at five. Uh, my number four. Uh, I'm going with Mike Kefka, the uh, offensive coordinator for the Giants. The Colts mm -hmm. haven't actually gotten the chance to interview him yet. Uh, yep. I think it was reported that he's supposed to be interviewed before their game on Saturday, if I'm not okay. mistaken. Um, gotcha. But Kefka has really done a fantastic job. I mean, I was talking about it after the game uh, this last weekend with the Giants and how People were trying to say, oh, it's the Vikings defense. Oh, it's the Vikings defense. I get it's the Vikings defense, but it, like even the Colts offense only scored seven points on that same Vikings uh, defense, by the way, folks. So, and they also, and I mean, say as you wish, the Colts do have more offensive talent on that roster than what the Giants do, but yet mm -hmm. the Giants always find a way to do something. They don't have great tight ends. They don't even have a wide receiver on their roster right now that would be a top two wide receiver on any team in the league. Like, And they are right. still 
Daniel Jones is still putting up amazing numbers. Daniel Jones statistically has had the greatest season of his career so far, his young career, and by a long shot, and it's not even close. It's been the most efficient year for him, and them getting Saquon Barkley back has definitely helped, but they have allowed they have gotten him to get uh to exploit a lot of the things that they're trying to open up. They're able to use Daniel Jones in a way that Daniel Jones is comfortable with. I think that's what you need to look at here is like it's not been the fact that the Giants have like the Giants are just figuring ways ways to win games. I mean, their offensive staff is, or their offensive roster is not good, but yet they still find a way to average 25 points a game. And it's so important that you're able to do that. And their offense just finds ways to win games. And especially over the last several weeks, Daniel Jones has been turning it up. And we keep talking about it. It is the coaching. What Brian Dayball, Mike Kafka, and these boys have done offensively for this team have has really put a lot of people on notice. Uh, they, they don't need flashy uh, people. They just need to work within their confines. Their, their system is working. And that's why I feel very comfortable with Kafka coming in because he's had been around for a while, maybe not with the Giants specifically, but you're already seeing what one year with him and the Giants system has done with this group. So I'm totally with my Mike Kefka here at number four. Who do you have at number four? Number four for me is actually uh, funny enough. We did the same thing. I have Mike Kafka here as well. Um, and, and he would have a couple weeks ago, probably Derek, honestly, probably about a month ago now, he probably wouldn't have even been in my top 10. Like, but like what he's done and how the giants have just turned it up and what they were able to do in the playoffs, like that kind of stuff, like that's the kind of stuff you need, man. And so Kafka's done a fantastic job. And I think, certainly would be super happy with him working with a young quarterback because Daniel Jones was labeled as a bust, Derek, before this year. We know that. Like People were like, the Giants are going to be looking for a quarterback after this year, and now he's probably going to be their long-term solution at quarterback. So like that is the kind of guy I am looking for with a rookie quarterback, whether it's Will Levis, whether it's Anthony Richardson, whether it's C.J. Stroud, whether it's Bryce Young. Like The Colts need a guy like Kafka, former quarterback, can work with this rookie quarterback and get the best out of him. So for me, Mike Kafka is definitely an underrated name that I would be really happy to have here at, with the Colts. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like you said, with a young quarterback coming in, that's huge for this situation. I mean, Daniel Jones was a young, inexperienced quarterback a year ago as well, and this year he's still young, but he looks like a brand new quarterback. So that's a very yeah. important thing. Uh, number three for me is going to be Shane Steichen, uh, number, the Eagles offensive coordinator. Nick Sirianni has raved about uh, Shane Steichen, about what he has done. He actually is their primary play caller right now uh, with Philadelphia. So very clear that you know Shane Steichen understands the offense and he knows how things are supposed to be ran. And... Uh, Clearly, the reason why he even got the interview in the first place, people were wondering, like, is he even going to come? Because, you know, we know how Nick Sirianni felt about the Colts and how they handled the Frank Reich situation. But clearly, 
you know, Nick Sirianni felt okay with it because, you know, he understood that's a job opportunity and Shane shouldn't be voided away from it just simply because of how Nick Sirianni feels about him. So it is what it is, but Shane Steichen's been a, a phenomenal OC for the Eagles. He's clearly uh, the one that's running the show over there. So I, I love the fact that he's, you know, done what he's done with the Eagles. And I think it'd be very solid to have him as uh, the head coach here in Indy. Yeah. I mean, you look at all the ways they use all these different guys on their offense and similar to Mike Kafka. I mean, Jalen Hurts, there was a ton of questions about him. Is he their QB one? Is he their future? And he basically turned him into an un from an unknown into an MVP candidate there. Like, and that is huge. Like, you know, and for me, you'll notice this trend of like a lot of these guys of like what they were able to do with quarterbacks that had a lot of questions coming into this year. I mean, you know, the net, the, my top five guys, you know, three of those five are those type of guys. So yes, what he was able to do with Jalen hurts, the way that he was able to develop Jalen in his second year, I think it's huge, man. I think it's absolutely huge. And Really would be super ecstatic to have him and just the the plays that he could draw up with this offense. I mean, I I would be more I would be overjoyed uh, to have a guy like Shane Steichen in this building. He's my number three as well. Uh, I'm curious your two and one how that plays out. Yeah, so I know you and I have the same names, not in the same order though. Okay, so uh, we'll go. I'll go two in my number one, and then you can just follow suit. Cause I know it's just flip flop for you and I. So mm -hmm. um, number two for me, D'Amico Ryan's the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. I know a lot of people are, you know, saying again, we need offensive mind. We need offensive mind. We need offensive mind. I understand that. And I even saw your tweet about it. I know people are giving you hella grief over on Twitter about that. But what I've seen from D'Amico Ryan's is, it's nothing short of just an amazing masterpiece that we're watching in real time. I mean, what he has done in San Francisco, taking that top 10 defense and turning it into the number one defense and like being number one at almost every statistical category. I mean, he has transformed that defense and he is a lively person. He is not a timid person that is just going to stand back and just stay quiet. No, he is a energetic, hyped up, fun guy that always is in the middle of everything. And that's what I like. I want a coach that is not afraid that is not going to back down, is not afraid, but is willing to get into it with his guys. Like people gravitate to that. And that's what the big thing is, right? We're trying to find the culture in the locker room again. And D'Amico Ryans definitely brings a culture in and of himself because he brings that energy. You know, he brings the juice on game days. And that's what we need here. And that's something that we desperately need. Again, from the offensive standpoint, I don't know who D'Amico Ryans would consider bringing in with him to be the coordinator. I don't know how that would work out. but. Again, from just the head coach perspective, D'Amico Ryans is a guy that brings that attitude that I think a lot, that's why everyone wants him because 
not only does he know what he's talking about on the defensive side, but he is a guy that everyone loves playing for. And that's what you want in a head coach right now. Uh, my that and might be the only reason why he's not number one is just because of you know I question who he's going to bring in and you know is he going to change the defensive outlet a little bit you know because it's been it's been weird how he plays a completely different defensive scheme than what the Colts are playing right now so if you brought D'Amico in everything changes everything even the defense changes the way they play how they play the scheme everything it all changes. But it probably changed for the better, even though, you know, this defense is already pretty good this last year. You know, it might even get better. But my number one is going to ultimately be Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator from the Lions. He has taken an offense that has been rattled with injuries and has a bunch of guys who are still young and, and trying to come into their own. And has taken a mid-tier quarterback in Jared Goff and turned him into a top 10 quarterback in the NFL this year. And has completely transformed that offense. And at one point, we were talking about this offense being the number one offense in the NFL. The Lions, the number one offense in the NFL. I don't think we've ever heard that sentence before. And they used to have Matt Stafford and Megatron. Okay, and we never uh, heard them say that before. They used to have Barry Sanders, and we never heard that from before. He took DeAndre Swift, who is a a guy that has just struggled to find ways to get uh to get going into his own. They have gotten him involved. Jamal Williams this year just broke Barry Sanders' touchdown record. Jared Goff just threw over thirty touchdowns this year in single digit turnovers, and threw for over 4,000 yards again, one of the best seasons he's had all of his career. They've turned it into a vertical offense, Cody, and that's what I think the Colts really need that, is Ben Johnson's creativity and willingness to expand the field, right? Because you have receivers that can do it. You have Alec Pierce who can run a 4-4. You have Paris Campbell who can run a 4-3. You have guys that can get open and guys that can burn you. If you go and get more receivers, then you can potentially get even more. But you have and you have these tight ends who are big, strong, and guys that I think that Ben Johnson would just die for to have two six foot six tight ends on their roster that are just mismatches for whoever it is, especially in the red zone. And I think that's why Ben Johnson's my number one for me is because his ability to take players and make the best out of them is second to none. And there's so many coaches around the league that have stated so much that Ben Johnson is going to be an all-star head coach at some point. I mean, Zach Taylor of the Bengals has said that. Dan Campbell has said that. There are so many guys that, believe in Ben Johnson. When you got a lot of coaches in the league that are saying that Ben Johnson's going to be one of the best at some point, that's a candidate you need to go and get. So who's your number two and one? Ben Johnson, number two, agreed uh, for the same reasons as the other guys, but even to a better degree, like the fact that he was able to take this line's offense, including trading away TJ Hawkinson, still 
having one of the best offenses in the NFL, um, taking a mid-tier quarterback, turning him into a top 10 quarterback, you know, a guy that everybody, you know, the Rams just dumped off for literally nothing. Like everybody said, this guy's overrated. He's trash. You know, the, the Lions are going to draft a quarterback this year. And I mean, Ben Johnson is a huge reason why the Lions probably won't be drafting a quarterback this year. Because, you know, he gave Jared, I think he gave Jared Goff his confidence back, completely honest with you. Um, and, and it looked like Jared Goff, the Jared Goff of old. Like, it did. It looked like the Jared Goff under Sean McVay, where he was completely just dominating, you know? And so, uh, Ben Johnson is definitely a guy that, yes, with a rookie quarterback, dream scenario. Absolutely. But the things that he could do with a, with a Stroud or a Levis, I have no doubt that the Colts would be able, uh, with him, to you know, develop a quarterback and do it well. Um, so saying that D'Amico Ryan's is number one for me, just because man, I, the Colts were what they're looking for, what they like in Jeff Saturday. D'Amico Ryan's takes that to another level times 10. I mean, the dude is so passionate. He is so excited. He's got this defense firing on all cylinders. I mean, heck this defense is dominating everybody. Like they are dominating everybody, and D'Amico Ryan's is so animated on the sideline. You know, it's the things that like the Colts really like in Jeff Saturday. But you throw in the coaching experience and success at the highest level, Derek. To me, is a reason why D'Amico Ryan's, you know, for me is number one because like, you know, you can have the best scheme. We saw this with Frank Reich, but if the message gets stale, which I don't think with D'Amico Ryan's will ever get stale. Because he's a former player. He gets it, you know? That message isn't going to get stale with D'Amico Ryans. Obviously, you need a good offensive coordinator to come pair with him. You need, you know, some other assistants that are going to be good. But the cool thing is, I think D'Amico Ryans, for me, has the highest ceiling. Because where what he's done this year with that 49er defense, I, I am just, I would so much be so ecstatic to, guy, to have a guy like him in the building. Just to talk about changing the culture, man. He's a culture changer. I truly believe that. And it almost seems like, you know, we see with these NFL teams, they kind of swing from one way to the other, right? Like, look at the Colts from their last two coaches. Chuck Pagano, more of like that rah-rah kind of guy, you know, the guy that's going to get in people's faces, that kind of guy, right? Frank Reich's more of the, you know, player's coach. Not that Chuck wasn't, but, you know, like, he's more of the, the offensive mind, players coach kind of guy and there was a lack of accountability there. So, I feel like the pendulum might swing back towards the other way where D'Amico Ryan's, yes, he has a great scheme. He knows what he's doing. He's so competent in all those ways, but he's also not afraid like you said to get in guys' faces. And I think for where this locker room is right now, Derek, it's a broken locker room, it's a broken team. D'Amico Ryan's to me, he's the guy that can fix this locker room. I truly do believe that. So, for me, that's the reason why he's a clear-cut number one. But Ben Johnson would be ecstatic to have him as well. But I hope you see why I do this, why I say this, because I just keep seeing it, man. Every single week, D'Amico Ryan's unit comes out and they play. And for the fact that the Colts have not won the division in how many years now? Nearly 10 years now? They yeah, it's won been the a while. They haven't won a week one game since, good grief. I, don't, I can't even tell you. 2015, 2016? Like that crap's not gonna fly with D'Amico Ryan's. That's not gonna fly. And so they they just need just a complete culture change in this room and this team. Just needs a hard reset in that department. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. So um 
Yeah, I, I would be perfectly happy with either of those guys. I mean, clearly our top three, uh, I'd be perfectly fine with any of them. Uh, so it, it definitely would be really cool to see any of those guys uh, get brought in. But that's going to do it for this one, guys. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, where would you rank these guys? Who would you rather have? Who would you rather not have? But that's going to do it for this one. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in. And as always, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.